This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast that's all things business across the state of Florida. And if you've been tuning in lately, you know that the Small Biz Florida team is on the road again. We are working and covering and producing segments from the 2022 Small Business Success Summit uh, brought to you by the Florida SBDC Network. It's all happening here at the Grand Hyatt here in Tampa, and it has been an incredible conference, over 300 and some odd people in the room, uh, taking advantage of really some incredible breakout sessions and uh, I'm going to make sure I got that list. I may go over that list uh, in our next segment. But incredible program, talking about all kinds of resources and assistance programs for small business. And we've got one of those extremely innovative resources right now for Florida small business owners and operators. I've got with us uh, Lori Lee, who is the president and an attorney at the legal department, a very innovative law firm that serves small business across the state of Florida. Lori, welcome to Small Biz Florida. Thank you, Tom. Good to be here. Listen, uh, incredible model here. I can't wait to get into this conversation. Um, We talked a little bit before we kind of came on the air. Uh, I told you I spent um, 25 years in private enterprise and and, oh, you know, just once or twice uh, needed an attorney or a hundred times uh, needed an attorney. So I'm very interested in this, in this model. Uh, but let's start, uh, as we always do, just a little bit of background on yourself and kind of your pathway uh, to the legal department. Sure. So as a business attorney for 20 years, you know, I, I worked in other law firms and it was a, a really weird dynamic when I myself became a business owner. Uh, seven years ago, I left a big law firm and started my own. And having been a business attorney and now transitioning into a business owner, it's a completely different hat. And I think, you know, wearing both hats now has allowed me to understand where our clients are coming from, from definitely a better perspective. So I I feel like we're much better positioned to see everything that a small business owner goes through. Yeah. No, you know, I had a, I had occasion through my uh, time in business I, there were a, a few friends of mine who were with bigger law firms. Uh, they left and started their own uh, law firm. And I'll never forget uh, them calling me, uh, you know, saying, Tom, what, what, do, do, you know, do? what do I do? <laughs> so, okay, well, let's see. You got to find a place to operate. You got you to gotta, have to buy a phone system, you know, back in those days. I said, don't forget the coffee pot. You're going to have to have one of those too. So you're right. I mean, it is... Um, it is a different environment when, when you kind of branch out on your own. So, so talk to us about the legal department. What kind of makes you different than that, you know, textbook law firm uh, that we've all, uh, you know, had to, had to engage with? Sure. So I was brought up, so to speak, as an attorney working in traditional law firms that had hourly billing and different um, 
different law firms, but they all had the same business model. And during that time, I was taking notes about the things that were working and things that weren't working. And a lot of times what I would see, and most of the time I represented bigger businesses, and, and even those didn't really like that hourly billing model. That was really uncomfortable for business owners because, number one, they couldn't budget. Um, and number two, they couldn't make informed decisions beforehand as to if this service or if this expenditure was going to bring the value to them that they needed it to bring. Mm -hmm. And so taking those notes, also looking at the type of clients that I was serving, and I was noticing that the bigger law firms that had that specialty, the experience, the expertise by their attorneys, um, weren't really serving the small business community. So I was looking at why is that? So as a, as a specialty attorney with specialized knowledge, I was serving bigger businesses, um, again, who are coming in for that hourly business, uh, hourly billing model. And so asking myself, why are these small businesses not coming? And, right. and what is it that they need that we're not giving them? So after a few years, I'm taking these notes and kind of saying, well, can I create a, a law firm that addresses these issues so that small businesses can have the same access to legal services that bigger businesses have. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time. It took me a lot of research. I looked at law firms throughout the entire country, um, a lot of progressive areas that were doing law firms on a flat fee model. Even litigation firms were doing business on a flat fee model. I'm thinking, how do they do that? So I researched, I interviewed them, I came up with what I thought would be a good business model. Um, and before I left the big firm I was with, I went to the SBDC. And I said, okay, SBDC consultant, um, her name was Claire. I said, is, is this something that's crazy? Um, and, and is this going to work? And she and I sat together for six months and put together a true business plan that would incorporate all the notes that I had been taking over the past years for this new type of law firm. And it's, it's really strange for some people who are used to going to attorneys and billing by the hour, and they're like, well, how, what's your hourly rate? Well, we don't have an hourly rate. You know, we have a flat rate, and here, let me explain how this works. We will do this amount of work for this project and get you through this contract or this transaction right. or whatever you need from us, and here's the fee. Oh, and by the way, if it's a if it's a staged transition, so we do a lot of mergers and acquisitions, buying of businesses, selling of businesses, sometimes those deals don't actually close. Sometimes they fall apart midway for whatever reason. We're not taking a huge fee up front. We're actually dividing up that fee and staging it out over time. So you'll know, okay, stage one is this fee, stage two is that fee. And so people can budget and they can say, okay, you know what? I feel like this is a good... Um, price for the value that I'm getting, and I'm willing to make this informed decision in advance that I'm going to go ahead and get this service. Whereas, you know, billing by the hour, you know, an attorney can say, okay, we're $300, $400, $500 an hour. And a business owner always says, oh, well, this one's going to take very long. This is really simple. Right. Because they don't understand the legal issues involved. And they always think, oh, it would take two hours to review this contract. And then they get a bill for 10 hours. And they're like, right. if I would have known it would take 10 hours, I would never have hired this attorney. Right. And now they have to come up with the money to pay for it. And that doesn't do their business any service because now they're spending resources that they wouldn't have allocated for that. Hmm. So, um, so, so that's how we do it. Yeah. Well, let's and let's talk about too because again, I was uh, I was there. Uh, I've I've been in the trenches of small business, owned and operated a um, 
a, a textbook small to medium sized enterprise. And you know, when I think back, I'm trying to think of all those issues, but they're just there literally is, you know, all kinds of issues that a small business owner's got to deal with. Maybe reviewing a, a lease. Uh, you know, and leases aren't something to take lightly. You sign a five-year lease, um, things don't it's go the right. the biggest contract most small business owners sign. Yeah. How do you, how do you get out? How do you maybe negotiate out of, out of a lease? How do you deal with this? So leases, um, sales contracts with, with potential clients and customers, uh, HR issues, um, creating an employee policy manual. Um, so, I mean, it really does, um, you know, and I think you mentioned too, um, you know, vendor contracts, um, uh, dealer agreements that you have to sign. I mean, there's an awful lot of legal issues that every day a small business owner, and and unfortunately, I'm afraid a lot of times they probably don't give it the kind of review they should because they don't want to spend the money or are afraid they can't afford uh, the resource. Is that a fair assessment of kind of what you're seeing with it, your clients? It is, for sure. And I also, I also see that they don't think they can negotiate it or that they have a choice. They feel like it's a take it or leave it situation. And that's usually never the case, um, especially with leases. Uh, deals are negotiated. And that's one of the biggest things we teach our clients is how to negotiate, what to look for, what going into it, what do you want out of it? What are you willing to give for it? Um, and then you go in and you negotiate it. Um, I don't care if it's the smallest thing like uh, just hiring an employee and the employee comes in and wants, you know, this this pay raise and you, you've budgeted for this one. You know, that's a negotiation. Right. Uh, it's a negotiation when an employee comes to you and says, hey, can I take two weeks off? I mean, everything in business is a negotiation and it starts with that skill. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. I was just going to go back to the original point you made was that, you know, when you were a business owner and you needed an attorney, most people think about attorneys as when something goes wrong and you need right. to be represented in court. Well, we're not that kind of an attorney. Right. I've never been that kind of an attorney. Um, and there's half of us are those kind of attorneys. And then the right. other half are the kind that prevent problems, help people right. with many, many, many other things. So in businesses, to prevent the problems is right. much less expensive than it is when you wait and you have a problem. And right. let me tell you, from small business owners' perspectives, those bigger businesses, they can handle a hit if they have a problem and they need to hire an attorney and go to right. court. They, can, they don't like it, but they can handle it. A small business owner cannot handle it. Normally, it will tank the business, it'll completely shut them down, and they'll have to walk away from everything they've built, everything they've sacrificed. And that's frustrating for me because it would have been so easy at the very beginning just to help them put something in place that would, that would never have happened. No, and, you, and you're absolutely right. And, and all, of my, um, all of my legal... Uh, friends who I have a number of uh, friends who, who are lawyers, all of them, you know, sort of absolutely instruct and, and teach that same concept that, you know, let's talk about, let's talk about an issue before we get into it uh, versus trying to deal with it after the problems happen. And that's including in partnerships and contracts and supplier and vendor contracts, trying to figure out what are the issues before we ever get involved in it. Is that Kind of what that's, you're, that's exactly you're right. So we, yeah. we actually have a, we created what we call an infrastructure map that's on our website and it allows a small business owner to go in and see just visually where are the legal issues? Like what, where does the law come in? And I will have to say the law comes into everything for a business. It is the bones. It's the framework that governs people's behaviors in every aspect of life. But it's especially so in business because in order to conduct business, you have to rely on someone else. 
and you have to have some sort of an agreement with them. Okay, I'm going to behave this way, you're going to behave that way. And then what happens if that doesn't work out that way? How are you supposed to handle that? So there's all this inter interaction relationship driven with business and, and the law comes in and governs that. So, so not only do you have things like trademarks and copyrights that are like government issues or the formation of LLCs and corporations and business partnerships and all those things, you have all of this relationship just with humans as interacting with each other. And, and I find that fascinating, obviously. You can tell by my face, I love that. But, um, and all that gets reduced to, to paper and, and contracts and, and put it in writing. Now, I think obviously the textbook and natural way that normally a small business interacts with a law firm is to potentially put the law firm on a retainer and then they're always there if there is a problem. How does it kind of work with, with, uh, with your organization, the legal department? I, the business comes in, we, we deal with the issue today. We may not have an issue for six months, but we're still, a, we're still a client of the legal department and we can come back when the next issue. Is that kind of the model? That's of, the model, of, exactly. So we considered doing the retainer model, um, but found that with small businesses, they need their cash in other areas. So to pay us cash every month when they might not need us doesn't really make sense for them because cash flow, as we know, for small businesses goes up and down all the time. Yeah. But we are here when they need us. And when they come in, we, we, we scope the project and we say, okay, you need a lease reviewed or you need a partnership agreement uh, drafted. We will scope that and say, okay, talk to you about it. And then that's our flat fee. And then we go and we do it. Right. And then, of course, in today's uh, environment of technology, uh, obviously you do not have to to be on site. This can all be done virtually through Zoom, through you know phone conference calls. You you can deal with with uh, issues for really any business anywhere in the state of Florida, anywhere in the country, really, right? Actually, yes and no. Well, that's right. <laughs> so you, that's so right. we are licensed in licensed Florida. In Florida. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So as attorneys, sense. we are licensed in Florida. We do have clients all throughout the state. Um, in my 20 years of practice, I've had clients all over the state, and we still have clients all over the state. Um, and we are based out of Jacksonville and um, have gone pretty well, 100% virtual at this point. Um, not sure if we'll always be virtual, but we are at the moment. Um, and we find that to be much easier in serving our, our clients in Miami and Tampa and Gainesville and, and Sarasota and all over the place. Okay. And, it, and it, at the end of the day, and you've used the word uh, a number of times, but at the end of the day, you are building relationships with those small businesses. You are taking them from potential startup through through SME uh, growth and, and, and potential expansion and acquisition. That's exactly right. And, and we focus on service professionals uh, primarily because in the law, there's special things that relate to service providers. So when I say service providers, we're like, what is that? It's where you use humans to give what you're paid for. So it's, it's not like you're you know, producing a product and then you put it on a shelf and somebody walks in and right. buys it and walks out the door. Those, have, those types of businesses have their own legal issues. Service providers have their separate legal issues. And we are very, very heavily reliant on human capital. Humans do like, the work. Like architecture firms? Architecture, and, accounting, marketing, right. design, mm -hmm. right. education, okay. coaches. Nice. There's a lot of service providers, a lot right. of professionals. Usually they're educated, regulated, sometimes licensed. Okay. Um, and so we help them all their business needs. Nice. I like it. I love the model. It, uh, it's incredible. What? Um, how does one find the legal department and uh, and begin a possible engagement with uh, with your organization. 
easy enough. We have a very robust website with lots of information and resources. Uh, so I, I always encourage people to start there, take a look and see if your answer is on our website already. And if it's not and you actually need our help with something, you can reach out to us directly through the website and we will get you set up. We do offer a 30-minute introductory meeting uh, to see if it's something we can help you with before we even charge you for anything. Nice. And our, our website is The Legal Department, all spelled out, The Legal Department. And it's a dot .law domain. So only attorneys can have a dot .law domain. So we are thelegaldepartment.law. What, uh, what are you hearing from your clients uh, as our economies? Uh, you know, taking a little bit of a, you know, a, a rough road here lately. Uh, I know we had a presentation earlier from Dr. Jerry Parrish. He, he, uh, he gave us a little bit of good news that, that maybe, uh, you know, things will get better. What are you hearing from your clients in terms of uh, kind of the challenges in the marketplace now? Primarily it involves employees. Uh, I think most of our clients are doing really well with sales. They're doing really well with expansion. Uh, they are struggling a little bit with employees, and that becomes a, a lot more difficult to navigate when you don't have anything in place for employees. And the time to put those things in place are when you hire someone. So, you know, maybe it's a non-solicitation. So maybe an employee can't leave and take your clients with them. That's been a huge one for people because when employees leave, if they don't have that restriction, any kind of contact they've had with clients or relationship they've built with clients or customers, those now become in jeopardy. And as business owners, we know how expensive it is to acquire right. clients and customers and all that money you've spent, and now they walk out the door with an employee who's leaving. That is painful. Makes sense. All right. It is uh, Lori Lee, who is the president and attorney at the legal department, a, uh, a law firm, a professional law firm dedicated to small business uh, organizations. Um, again, one more time, uh, Lori, uh, website? TheLegalDepartment.law. Nice. Uh, Lori, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your support of the 2022 uh, annual uh, Small Business uh, Success Conference here in Tampa. Appreciate you making the trip over, and we appreciate your time here on Small Biz Florida. Thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say, I still have an SBDC consultant to this day. <laughs> nice. I like it. And as I always say, I wish I'd have known about the SBDC when I was in business. Yes. Incredible organization. It sure is. And uh, this is Small Biz Florida coming to you from the uh, Florida SBDC Network's annual Small Business Success Conference right here in Tampa. Uh, more to come from the conference. Uh, this is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.